The Fringe Festival, yes. Yet another festival getting underway in our city. Kicks off um, tomorrow night and then we'll be in full swing come Friday. And uh, one of the uh, shows that uh, for a number of years, uh, as it's been touring fringe festivals uh, around the world and certainly North America, that's been getting a lot of attention, is one that has been written by Edmonton playwright Kenneth Brown. It's called Anatolia Speaks, and it it's the story of a woman's journey as a new refugee to Canada after fleeing war-torn Bosnia. Um, but the story has a, a connection to Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry based here in Edmonton and, uh, and, and a soldier. Let's find out more about it with the playwright, Ken Brown. Hi, Ken. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to talk with you. So tell me, uh, when did you write this, this, this play? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> about 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, 12 to 15 years ago. Um, at, at the time, uh, uh, the, the Bosnian War was starting to fade a little bit in, in memory, but there were several things that, that sort of went into the writing of it. One, my very first sort of impulse to write this came on Remembrance Day. A bunch of uh, of guys, several from the PCCL, I walked into a, a jam at O'Burns Pub on White Avenue, where I was waiting to to play a tune or two, and and uh, I approached the, these guys and talked to them as I tend to do with military guys, and uh, and and uh, this guy started to talk about his service in Bosnia, and it really reminded me that this is you know one of the sort of dirty dirty little situations that Canadians got sent into. In this case, wearing the blue helmet of the UN, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, the last time Canadians mm-hmm. uh, went in as specifically a UN peacekeeping force, and uh, and it kind of shook me up listening to his experiences. And then the stories that kept coming out of Sarajevo about how the symphony was still functioning in the basement of a you know a wrecked uh, a commercial building, you know how people uh, these wonderful women of uh, who put on this this beauty contest in the middle of in the middle of this war in the middle of you know snipers killing children on the streets um really really it just made me think this now this is just an amazing story so when i when i came to to write this uh, one woman show for for my young colleague candace fiorentino i thought now here's a you know she wants to do something really serious here's a great subject so this is the what the 10th anniversary of this show Oh God! I'm sorry. If if, if Candace posted that, I guess it must be true. <laughs> I, I've kind of lost track. I, I've, I've been busy with other other theaters. It's a- yeah, but Ken, I mean this this uh, show. Um, can you can you give us a little bit um, about how it unfolds? I know we don't want to give it all away, but how it unfolds on the stage. And I mean, you, you've touched on a little bit of it, but um, I mean, she, uh, Candace, is uh, Anatolia and uh, comes to Canada, but then starts telling her story and, you know, specifically also talking about uh, the soldier um, who uh, was instrumental in, in part of making the decision to move to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the uh, the play takes place in an English as a second language class, 
and uh, Anatolia is there learning. And it's a very common exercise in ESL classes that the teachers ask the students to, you know, at the end of the at the end of the sort of term, they get up and you know and, and tell us about your life in 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 English. And so this is really the premise of of the play is that Anatolia's got uh, gotten up at the sort of end of a term of ESL, and she's she's going to tell the. Uh, you know, she's gonna, usually these these speeches, of course, are kind of you know inane things about how I spend my day and here here are my lovely children and mm-hmm. you know etc. You know where I work. So can so Anatolia gets up in front of the class and begins to talk about how much she appreciates her job at Superstore because there's all this abundance around her. Mm-hmm. And as she, the more she talks and the more questions that are asked her by her classmates about her life, the more the, the more she's sort of driven to confront these huge issues in her past. Mm. Uh, because, you know, like many, many refugees to Canada, they, uh, they really sort of defend themselves psychologically by, by not remembering all the things that they don't want to remember. Um, but they're still carrying these incredible mm-hmm. stories. And uh, so as as the play unfolds, the character gets deeper and deeper into the memories that she, on some level, really wanted to share because she's trying to purge herself of them. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the dynamic of the play anyway. That's, that's sort of how, how the play unfolds. It goes from nice bland talk about, oh, look, I've got, I've got a nice job at Superstore and I get to, I get to buy the, the stuff they've just taken off the shelf and so on. And uh, it moves from that to somewhat darker territory. Playwright Ken Brown joining me uh, this morning. Now, was it designed? Did you did you write the play with a uh, a plan in there to to educate the audience about those challenges of those who have fled war torn countries and come to Canada? Was that something front and center, or did it just happen? Well. I- um, it, it, all, all of the above, <laughs> you know. All, all plays kind of just happen on one level. You 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 start writing, and then you start following the, what the character wants to say, and and they lead the, that process leads you somewhere. But you know, I did I did want to remind people about the the fact that we were in, very deeply involved mm-hmm. and and honorably involved, mm-hmm. including our our home regiment here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's a point in Candace's story where she meets a, where she she is trundled across a kind of no across a no man's land by a Canadian in a Canadian convoy. Mm-hmm. And I, after I'd written that, I went up to the uh, the military museum up at the uh, up at the old armory, the Prince of Wales Armory, and just wandered in and started talking to the captain who was who was in charge of the museum at that point. And I told him I was writing this. He said, oh, yeah, that was my job in Boston. So so sometimes these wonderful gifts fall into your lap as a writer. Yeah. So we we had a great conversation. Yeah, have been been lucky enough to to hear about some of those uh, stories from uh, some of those members over the years. And and, and when they're they're shared, Ken, it it is really something special, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When, when I when I when I when you're you know the guy you're talking to casually points out that that <laughs> the snipers would would just put bullets through the the canvas 
the canvas covering of a truck just to see if anything would blow up, unquote. Yeah. Uh, It's a real sobering moment. We lost 65 uh, forces members in in Bosnia. Yeah, and I think think a lot of people have, I'm not even sure a lot of people knew about that or uh, or, uh, they've forgotten about it, right? Because, I mean, after after Bosnia, you know, in the years afterwards, of course, Afghanistan and 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 that was front and center for so long. And and, and I'm not sure at, 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 at during 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 the Bosnian War, if if Canadians were really paying attention to what our military was doing there and the, and the great work that they were doing there. Indeed. And, you know, we we Canadians, uh, uh, you know, kind of tend to not remember uh, the huge contributions of our own military, but but because we're reminded all the time of the great contributions of the Americans. Aren't we, though? I mean, in in all media, but uh, it's been part of my life's work as a playwright to to remind people that that the Canadian military history is is a... very important one, very formative you know, to our nation. Uh, Ken, before I let you go here, because we're running out of time, time I, I know this show has, um, you know, in, in all of the, uh, the the fringe shows and the theaters uh, where it's performed, it's it's just been incredibly well, incredibly well received. I mean, Candace is getting, uh, you know, uh, tears and standing ovations left, right, and center. What is what is your hope at the end of the day that people take away from this? Uh, that they be moved, that they that they remember our contributions, and that they that they also remember that those that those immigrant people who come here are carrying a, many are carrying the, the particular I mean the refugees I'm talking about are carrying huge burdens of of memory and grief, and that we need to empathize with them. Also, hope mm-hmm. that that's that's a huge message of the play as well. That. Well, that this country represents hope for many people. It certainly does. Uh, Fringetheater.ca is the website. You can find out more. Anatolia Speaks gets underway on uh, Friday night on August 18th. If you want to check it out again, you can find out more at fringetheater.ca. Ken Brown is the playwright joining me this morning, and Ken, we'll talk more in the very near future, okay? Thank you so much, Eddie. All right, take care.